would have it. I know we just talked about this a little bit and and we're on, by the way, but as luck would have it, uh, kids got a a cold day from school. If you're in if you're in Texas, you're aware of what a cold day is, but I guess it's just too darn cold to go to school today. Uh, and Libby, you are set, you're almost neighbor. You're almost a neighbor to me. Yeah, not too far away. And it is uh, 25 degrees at my house. And uh, it was a wind chill of, you know, zero or something this morning. Very cold. I took my trash out and I almost died. <laughs> <laughs> for me, for me, it's warmer. And probably I've been warmer than Austin for a while. But, you know, <laughs> New York's I'm near enough to New York City. I'm on Long Island. We've got the first two inch, two inches of snow that we've had. That's more than a dusting in 700 days. So you know, there's not a lot going on here. We're starting to think about planting palm trees. You know, but uh, but for the moment, for the moment, I'm enjoying the first winter weather. Oh, good. You you can have our winter weather if you'd like it. Nobody moved to Texas to be cold. No thanks. Although I wish we could split the difference and have some of this in the summer, you know, 20% a day or something. That would be nice. Now, there's a committee I would join. How do we figure that out? Yeah. All right. Are we, are we ready to talk a little bit about giving back? Let's do it. Okay. Okay, here we go. Welcome to the CXR channel, our premier podcast for talent acquisition and talent management. Listen in as the CXR community discusses a wide range of topics focused on attracting, engaging, and retaining the best talent. We're glad you're here. There we go. We got a little bit of delay, uh, something going on. So it might be might be interesting today. <laughs> Some little technical difficulties with our host this morning, but that's okay. We'll jump right in. I'm excited to welcome you to Recruiting Community Podcast. We do this weekly uh, and I'm going to bring in, and for those who don't know me, my name is Calvin and I'm bringing in my co-host, Mr. Hobbs. Mr. Hobbs, how are you? <laughs> Just dandy. <laughs> There's, there's too many Jerry, too many of these. We're going to have to sort them out at some point. <laughs> so when you say too many of these, did, Jerry, did you know this is our 400th podcast? Oh, my God. Yeah. That's a little bit of a milestone. Sounds great. It's a good milestone. I like it. 400. Yeah, we've done 400 of these. So, like, I guess, so, Jerry, if I gave you a 400-year-old bottle of wine. Oh, 400? I don't think so. That might be corked, uh, slightly corked. <laughs> are you are you saying we may be past our sell by date? I don't know. So that's yeah. I don't I don't think we'd go back for hunt to the for, first one. What, did you like your first and second one that you did? The podcast? Yeah. Do you still have them somewhere? We do. Um, no, the first podcast were terrible. We were reading. Uh, we were was, reading yeah. blog posts. I think uh, initially it was not. It was not good. No. no. So so yes, it keeps evolving. Is the point, and so we're really, you know, we haven't yet peaked. Well, like the thing. So we're not like a four hundred meter dash either. So like you know, the no. hard hard sprint, and we're done. 
just right, test us exactly. off. There's more. We've got more to go. More, more that we can do. Okay. Well, that's true. And today's guest is a really easy example of that. Um, I, I am excited uh, to welcome her. It's the first time that she's been on the show. We're going to bring her in. We're going to talk about that idea of when you hit a certain age in your career uh, or certain in your career, you, I think you really start thinking about what's next or maybe what your what your final move is, or do you take another leadership role? Do you consult? Do you buy a boat? Do you sail away? Do you, all these things, right? Uh, and no better person to come in and talk a little bit about what that means uh, than our guest today. But really quickly, because a little bit of housekeeping, uh, we are streaming live on the YouTube, the Facebook, the LinkedIn. If you are with us on LinkedIn, however, you can jump into the chat and say hello. Uh, you can also ask questions, be part of the show. We're happy to throw you up on the screen. Uh, if you ask, something or, and, and we get engaged there. You can also introduce yourself to anybody there. So we'd really encourage you to get on the LinkedIn channel and watch that. Uh, but you can also watch it obviously on YouTube, Facebook. If you want to know what podcast shows are ahead, we are actually scheduled out through, I think, into May. Uh, if you'd like to know what's ahead uh, or watch any of the historic, uh, uh, I guess they're historic at 400. Uh, but what the old shows, you can go to cxr.org slash podcast. You can check that out. Uh, remind also, we are ad free. This is a labor of love. Uh, so nobody pays to play. Nobody pays to get on here, pays to get announced. Uh, you're on here because we think you have something kind of interesting to say. Uh, and then lastly, I think, Jerry, we would just remind everybody of uh, cxr.works slash directory, uh, where our membership body of about 4,500 members and alumni uh, have come together to build and sort of design and execute and deliver on this really fun directory of HR and TA technology in the space. Uh, and all of them are able to drop in ratings. And we think well, there's some really neat differentiators here uh, between you know the bigger products like a G2 or the bigger platforms like that, where they can actually go in and add these ratings and connect with each other uh, directly. And there's a number of other social elements in there that stay within the confines of that membership, that trust uh, that's been established. But we'd encourage folks to check that out because uh, it is the, the members have built it. It's What do you think, Jerry? Five years, I think, maybe we've had it. Five years growing, yeah, and continues to grow and evolve. But, you know, it's it's an opportunity for peers to really engage one another about what they're using and what, what works and what doesn't. Yeah, I mean, it started a spreadsheet just a handful of years ago, so it's kind of interesting to see where it's gone now. Uh, and they're they're actually working on a, um, the team's putting some together a visualization of the ratings. So we're excited to maybe look at that in a couple of months. That'll be a lot of fun. Uh, playing with it. All right. So we will jump right in. I'm super excited to welcome. Uh, and let me pull her out of the green room. There we go. Let's see if that's working now. There she is. Libby, welcome to the show. Good morning. Good to be here. Hi. We have a little, there's a little bit of a lag there. So we'll, we'll get it sorted out. But um, Libby, I'm so excited to have you here, not just because uh, you're a friend and you live not, not too far. It's not like we have tea every morning, but you are, you are a pretty close neighbor in kind of in the hood, uh, the area just outside of, of uh, Austin where we live. But you are a, a, quite a titan. You are quite a force to be reckoned with in the space. Um, Yahoo, Southwest Airlines, I think most recently uh, you got named, if, if I'm not mistaken, you got named 2023 Most Influential Corporate Board of Directors uh, by Women's Inc. Magazine. And today you're you're currently the chairman of the board still at, at AARP, right? Chairman of the board at AARP Foundation and on the board at AARP. And I'm one of the hundred most influential women corporate directors, not the only one. So just <laughs> make it well, I don't know how many there are. So I don't know how impressive that is or not. 
Well, I'm impressed. I'm pretty impressed. I think we're tough to impress. So, so we're glad you're here. Look, for those who have not had the just the joy of connecting with you in person or, or who really maybe haven't heard of you, why don't you give us, Libby, a, a little bit of an escalator pitch uh, about yourself and why, uh, why folks tuned in today should be listening to what you have to say? Well, I'm almost as old as Jerry, so that's um, that's good. And another interesting fact is I was with him when he bought his first hat. So that's very important. But um, oh. I have been part of the HR profession literally from the um, back office to part of management to the C-suite and finally to the board room. And that is something that when I was back in the back office, I didn't really think I would see in my career. So that's that's been very exciting and, and a little bit, I'm a little envious of people in the field right now, although I think it's incredibly difficult and challenging. I think the challenges are much more impactful than we've had before. So I love that. And I joined my first public board 17 years ago and I have um, you know enjoyed that work very much as uh, do a lot of HR related things in that work. So it's all enjoyable and I have more free time and I'm still working, even though I might be considered past retirement age by some, not, not many though. <laughs> I wish I, I had known there was a retirement age. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I'd known the hat story, Jerry, we would have had to, do, I assume you, do you still have the hat? I do. Oh, we should have, we should have brought it in. You should have worn it. I do. It was, I, it was, I, I didn't think of it. It was really a fluke. We were in New Orleans for, I think, a Sherm something or other. And yeah, the Sherm conference. It was lunch, and Jerry said, let's walk down the street. And then he bought a hat. <laughs> and then another swim without a hat since. <laughs> I, bought, I bought a hat. I went into the, you know, the Sherm conference, and somebody came up to me and said, um, uh, gave me the story that that uh, someone was looking to uh, provide some consulting to either myself or someone else, and uh, and that they they um, mentioned um, that that uh, that both of us are here, and then they pointed to me because they could see the hat. <laughs> and about five five minutes later, that person showed up. And I got the consulting contract. So I figured, you know, cost of doing business. Lucky hat. Hey, <laughs> the, the hats, the hats are the buying. Like it's not, it wouldn't be the last time someone would be looking around a conference room floor or at an event or a venue and be like, just look for the hat. You'll see the guy in the hat and it identifies <laughs> you. It's become like that, right? That I like an almost iconic. Yeah, that's great. Th it is the what it is. I love it. Yeah. Jerry's origin story. It's fantastic. <laughs> well, so so let's set the stage really quickly for, for sort of like what like what's next. Right. So you you have been um you've been advising Libby since like 2008, I think. But but when did you when did you decide that that you were going to do something different, right, than the suite, the C-suite roles? Not necessarily when you made the departure, but was there a point at so, some point in your career earlier than than that that movement where you decided I, I'm going to give back? I've got enough stored up here. I've got enough wisdom, enough knowledge, enough energy that I want to continue to give back, even though I don't want to necessarily be in a corporate chair anymore. Was there was there a turning point for that for you? 
I think it was more of an evolution than, you know, a tipping point or a turning point. But I had the great fortune of starting my career in Dallas, where there is a great sense of giving back in the business community. By the way, I did not find that in the Silicon Valley at all. I think it's gotten a lot better. But um, if you were a corporate citizen, you were expected to be a good community citizen. And I had a CEO who had put me on a fast track um, program with a group of 30 or 40 other people. And he said, if you want to be somebody in the business world, you need to be part of the nonprofit world in um, Dallas. And um, so he had me, <laughs> I was like, oh my God, he had me run the United Way campaign and call on CEOs and get their commitments instead of him. But I, that, you know, but it was a great exposure and experience. And then he put me in a leadership program called Leadership Dallas. And I eventually did one called Leadership Texas. But that, that was all part of getting ready for nonprofit leadership. So I became the chairman of SHRM. I was active in my local ASPA chapter, which became SHRM since I was a student. So it was in my DNA. But I became the chairman of SHRM in 2001, which is a very interesting year. And it was very interesting from many ways. But that started my work on boards and work on nonprofit boards. So I had in my DNA that part of me is always going to give back. And then you look at your life and you think of, you know, what do you want to do at your life? And at some point you realize it's time to give back or what some would call create a legacy. And um, so about the time I turned 50, that's I started thinking about that. I wrote a book that kind of told about how, how I did HR. I've written several, co-written them, all of them, but people convinced me that I had a certain message in the field and that I should get it down on paper. And I, I did that. And, uh, and then I started thinking about what I could do next. And luckily I worked for a company where I got some very good stock options. So I had flexibility to not work full time for the rest of my life. But if you have a couple of public board gigs, it's not a bad income and it's a lot more flexibility. And, um, you know, I kind of have in my life now, I'm trying to spend one third on personal family, one third on professional and one third on giving back. And so my AARP and my AARP foundation are all volunteer. They're, they're giving back but I'm on the board of Manpower Group, which is a, a paid gig, but um, I've been on several other public boards where I was paid very nicely. So anyway, I don't, I've just evolved into it, but I had the flexibility too, which not everybody has. And you know, one thing um, that I've learned through AARP, because we discuss um, how you live your best life after 50, that's one of our goals. And um, yeah. the baby boomer generation and those who come after us, we're not going to get a gold watch and buy a boat or play golf. Um, that's not who we are. And that's not how people want to live their life anymore. So I think the important thing is to figure out what really drives you, what's important to you. And by the way, I tried a lot of things that I didn't like. So uh, <laughs> when I was in this phase, um, including consulting, Jerry, uh, I don't know how you do it, but uh it was a hat. Um, We've just, it, you needed a hat. We gave we gave the consulting up. We gave the consulting up when we started the the community. So it, uh, yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Chasing consulting is not a fun thing. No, no. But uh, so so I think it's really about knowing your values, what you stand for, and what's important in your life. And that's that's been part of me. 
But but you know, um, Libby, though the one thing that that hits me over and over again too is you started early, um, getting involved, staying involved. I mean, so I because I know in the '90s I met you mm-hmm. when you were I guess you were chair of the comp committee or something like that, one of those. Mm-hmm. And I would I had just become a member of the uh, recruiting committee. Etc. But I, we met, and I, I recognized that you know at that point you're beginning to develop a leadership role in in where we go with the profession, and um, I think you became for a lot of people with that and what you were doing in Dallas. Uh, I know you had a women's group that you you hung out with, and you guys would you know get together on occasion. But the but but fundamentally, you, you know, you became a role model. But you were walking the talk at a at a level that you had easy access to. And then it's a matter of saying, well, if I can do it here, I can do it, you know, at the national level at Sherm. I can do it over there. And 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 the contrast for me, and then I'll shut up is, but the contrast for me is almost every week, Chris and I will hear something from someone who's in their 50s typically going, I just need 10 more years doing what I'm doing. And I'm going, that's your first mistake. Mm -hmm. You know, is why were you, why were you narrowing your focus, hoping to just hang on by your fingertips to do the same damn thing you've always done? First of all, that kind of attitude doesn't make me feel like I want to hire you for that. I really want to hire somebody who's a much more enthusiastic and engaging about changing things as opposed to just doing what I've always done for the next 10 years. And so I think at some point we we have to in, in kind of empower people to start thinking broadly like you began doing. Well, and, and maybe AARP can do something there. I don't know. Well, two things I would comment to what you just said. Um, back to when I was chair of that SHRM comp and benefits subgroup, whatever it was, was the time that Hillary Clinton was trying to um, orchestrate the Health Care Act and health care reform. Wow. And so our committee was charged with coming up with Sherm's position on what we would support and what we would not support. And I became so interested in how big that was and how it could really change the world and change people's lives. And I had access to the Sherm research and resources to help us figure out what's on the table and what, what, what would companies benefit from and what would be horrible for corporations. And that got me very interested in this sort of where everything lies between um, advocacy and governmental programs and um, community programs and what companies can do. And and that really did drive me to think you could do something big here. So that was part, part of that whole I really- formation. But another thing, not to be morbid at all, but it's, it's important. Um, my dad died of cancer when he was 70 and he was working Um, when he got cancer. And on his deathbed, he made me promise to retire early because he'd saved up his money to travel with my mom and he didn't get to do it. Well, fast forward, my husband died suddenly at age 72 years ago. And thank God I retired at 55 and we spent 15 years having the flexibility to travel. And I thank my dad for that. I don't know how it happened. It's 
sad, but it's something everybody should think about. Because if you take that 10 or 15 years and you work every day of your life, did you really enjoy your life? And I think that's right. what's really important. I think, yeah, that, that, that fits very much into the fact that you said you try to think in terms of doing one third of your time giving back, one third of your time as a professional and so on. And I, I've heard that from a few other leaders, something to the fact that you shift the, the balance of, of how you want to spend your life as you age and mature um, to, to be more reflective of, you know, how you want to live your life now. And I, I feel the same way. It's fa that's fabulous. Libby, Libby, can you, can you share maybe how for, for folks who are watching and listening, how the skills and experiences you had at, for roles, you know, the, those skills and experiences you got at roles like Yahoo and Southwest airlines, how maybe those equipped you for your current role, sure. uh, whether it's independent board director or as quite frankly, leader in the space, like what skills maybe you think are, are, are crucial for those, those leaders who maybe want to transition into board roles could be. Sure. Well, um, the first thing I would say about corporate boards is about a fourth to a third of the work of a corporate board is related to HR. So there's executive compensation, and most boards have expanded their comp committee to be the, at, at both uh, Yahoo and AARP, it's the people compensation and or people culture and compensation committee. So committees on the board are looking at culture, they're looking at talent management, human capital issues, along with compensation. And of course, I chair, I have chaired three corporate compensation committees or with other names, <laughs> but, uh, that that works very important and then there's succession planning that's part of the board which is very much hr related and um, then when you look at things like mergers and acquisitions and all of the cultural issues that come up with that you may not be the one that opines on how we should finance or fund the acquisition but you might be the one who helps figure out is this a good match for us and if it is business-wise how do we make it work with the talent and the people and uh, also, as you're planning your strategy, do we have the right talent on board to accomplish and the right leadership? Because that's what a, a real important role when you advise the CEO on that to make sure we can deliver what we want to do. So those are those are important. Um, when it comes to what you want to give back on in your community, I think you need to go with where your interests are. For, for example, I didn't join any board that I didn't love their product and use their product. So Manpower is a talent management company. I totally get that, right? And um, they have a lot of different products and services on the full spectrum of talent management. And I used some of them and was familiar with them. So that's a logical match. I went to work for Shutterfly, which is a product I love to use. I loved photos and putting together photo albums on their board. And I went, I was on the board of Pete's Coffee and Tea, which happened to be the brand of coffee that I drank. So, um, and still do to this day, <laughs> Major Dickinson's, it's wonderful. But um, anyway, um, you when somebody would call me and say, do you want to be on the board of this oil and gas pipeline that makes this coating that coats the pipes. I just couldn't see myself getting too excited about that. And I may pass on that opportunity. When AARP came along, what really struck me is 
The main goals can be summarized in an elevator speech of AARP focuses on health, wealth, and self of the 50 plus population. Well, that's what I did in HR. I was comp and benefits, and that was health and wealth. And self was on fulfillment of your career or accomplishment in your career. And the most exciting thing for me was helping people determine their career paths and get on the right skills and background to get on the path that they wanted. And I loved it when I found the right person with the right mix of talent and skills for the right role. It just, um, there's nothing more exciting than you have got the absolute right person in the absolute right job. It's just fulfilling. So those are, those are the kinds of things we work on. And the goal of um, AARP Foundation is to end senior poverty, which is very prevalent. And I've learned a lot about it because sadly, so many seniors have not, uh, they rely on social security only if they had that to retire. And, you know, I spent my whole life making sure, I still get letters from people from Southwest Airlines. Uh, I'm retiring from Southwest today. I have millions in my 401k and profit sharing because when I was a ramp agent, you made me put 1% in the 401k and you made me promise every time I get a raise to put another 1%. And now I have $2 million. Thank you. You know, that's a very exciting um, letter to get. I get their emails now or LinkedIn usually, but um, I don't even remember them sometimes, but they'll thank me for that. So it's wonderful. I love that. Great. I love that. So I love the I love the connectivity though, like your passion for a particular product or a service tied to that, that I guess that service that you're going to pay forward. I think that's that's a pretty significant call out. Right. Cuz we do I mean Jerry wasn't exaggerating when he said we we do get TA leaders who come to us almost on the weekly and who say I'm 50 plus, you know, do do I take one more role that does X in my career that I never got to do? Do I go to a startup? Do I do a transformation gig? Do I do whatever? Or, or do I look at boards? How do I find a board to be on? Where where do I even start with that? So, I mean, it, I think when you hit 50 plus, I think there is a legacy component. Speaking as over 50, there is a legacy component of like, what's, what's next for you? <laughs> Period. Well, I mean, what am I, baby 50? <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, you are. <laughs> I think it's pretty powerful. So you mentioned, right, in the, the next phase of somebody's career. So at the risk of this being kind of a really basic question, can you sort of blow that out a little bit? Like what when you say what giving back, giving back means at like a leadership level or maybe how it could shape a career's trajectory? Well, I can't even imagine how I would have succeeded at anything I did in HR without all of my relationship and association with the professional associations, primarily Sherm over the years because I participated and I led and I contributed to a lot of things, but I learned much more. I had access to resources and trends and people. And that's the most important thing, that network that you call when, um, what do I do now? <laughs> I remember I called Jerry's like, hey, there's this internet thing. We need to learn how to recruit on it. <laughs> Can you help us? <laughs> I mean, that's like, you know, and sure he did. <laughs> and so, um, you know, that's so important to, um, to your career is that you're always learning and growing. And so I think all of the giving back, you should be focusing on something that's 
pushing you and helping you learn and helping you grow. And that's how I feel about AARP and, and manpower. Great. I love it. And I'll be honest, well, sometimes me, I feel but I just keep, you know, it's like when you do, I did a lot of speeches. That's another thing that when you speak, when you speak, you have to be prepared. So you have to learn. So all of the speeching, speaking made me learn more. And so uh, there's nothing that I've thrown myself into that hasn't made me better at what I do, I think. I think that probably speaks more about you than it does the things you threw yourself into, though, if I'm being honest. I don't know. Maybe, maybe. Well, Libby, it if is were... an attitude that we all have to have. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you're not curious, if you're not engaged, if you're not willing to reach out to other people, um, not so much to, you know, tout your own horn, but to learn from them, um, that kind of, that kind of uh, behavior, I think, is probably foundational for, <clears throat> for how you're going to grow and expand where, you're, where you might go next. Mm -hmm. Yep. So, so Libby, I'll ask you, we ask all our guests uh, before we wrap up, if, if you were going to write another book uh, today uh, about this topic, what, what would you title that book? Maybe a life well lived. I don't know. That's the first thing that popped into my mind, but yeah. As good as any, we'll take it. <laughs> So with, Maybe that so would the follow up question subtitle. the sub the subline and something else bigger in front of it, you know. I don't know. <laughs> it's a start. Bigger, yeah. bigger font. Look, so present company excluded. Uh, who would get the first signed copy of your book? Maybe think who I would give that to. A lot of people who I would give it to are no longer with us is the sad part uh, as you age. I maybe would, very top on the list would be Colleen Barrett, who is my boss at Southwest Airlines. Cool. Oh, yeah. love that. <laughs> Fantastic cool. stuff. Well, Libby, we so much gratitude. Thank you so much. I know you're super busy. You're doing all the things. Uh, and we're just super grateful that you could make the time to join the show. Give us a little bit of that wisdom. Uh, and we're going to have to, we're going to have to book another breakfast, uh, out at our favorite diner soon. Yes, we will. That'll be fun. All right. Well, thank you very much, Libby. I'm going to put you in the green room. Don't go anywhere. Hang out until, until after the bumper for us, will you? Okay. I will. All right, everybody. Tell everybody goodbye. Goodbye. goodbye everybody. Everybody. See you next week. Bye everybody. Thanks for listening to the CXR channel. Please subscribe to CXR on your favorite podcast resource and leave us a review while you're at it. Learn more about CXR at our website, cxr.works, facebook.com and twitter.com slash career crossroads and on Instagram at career X roads. We'll catch you next time.